Eddie, thank you so much for coming onto the Soulish Podcast. It's a privilege to have you back. Our last conversation was really amazing, talking about body freedom, stepping more into freedom, and ecstatic dance was one topic that I, it's a modality I've never even heard of before, and so that was really cool. You are a um, soul embodiment host, an immersive experience designer and facilitator, and you're also a transformational coach, and I just think that's so perfect because with everything that you do, you just facilitate freedom for people, and that's a journey that you've walked through yourself and something that you also are able to walk people through with everything that you do. So thank you so much for coming back on. I'm really excited for this conversation. Yo, me too. And I'm not going to lie. I've actually listened back to our podcast like a, a few times since we did it. And um, yeah, I'm super excited to pick this back up and see what, see what else unfolds as we, as we get to dive deeper here. Yeah. I, um, I think it's funny because we actually recorded our last episode back in April we were talking and I'm like, oh my gosh, so much has happened since then and we've both been on such a journey, but you especially have been on such a journey because you moved to Tulum um, and had such an amazing experience there. I tracked with you because I was living vicariously through you too. Um, those scorpions were unreal. <laughs> I was like, oh man, could not do that. <laughs> But it looked like you had a really good time. Do you mind sharing about that experience? Yeah. Um, well, how much time have we got? Because we could oh, go. We, we could time. go on for like. <laughs> we got time. Um, I make time for you, Eddie. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm good. I could. We could be here for three hours if we needed to. Um, not that the story is going to be that long, but <laughs> it could be. Um, yeah. Tulum was really. It was such. It was. It felt like. It was it was the type of experience where you go and you're it's so it was so different from my my like day-to-day -day life prior where every single thing becomes a new learning experience um i mean not to mention obviously going from i was living in the u.s beforehand going to tulum i had been out of the country a few times and you know i lived in bali for a couple months but tulum that was probably my longest actually living out of the country for a little over five months and yeah, there was so, there was so much. It's, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like where to begin. How do I even tell that story? But everything from initially, you know, my first like three months out there, I was staying at a friend's space and they lived just outside of Tulum, not technically in Tulum, but um, you know, I was, I was just riding into town on my own. It was like a half hour drive and it was really immersed just in the jungle. And this was an experience, you know, like you talked about with the scorpions. Now, scorpions are everywhere. Scorpions aren't just in the jungle. They're, I mean, the whole place is in the jungle. But, um, you know, going into the bathroom in the middle of the night and seeing a scorpion in the drain for the first time had my nervous system just on, like, fight or flight mode. You know, this was like coming out of a meditation, relax, just about to go pee before I go to sleep. And I <laughs> turn on the light. And there's, and I'm not talking like a small scorpion. I'm saying, like, you know, you got the massive. sink. You got the sink, right? You know, like the size of like a chest, I guess. And you got a scorpion that was like taking up maybe like half of it or like a third of it in length with its tail and its, its pincers and stuff. And I just saw it just like sitting there and I was just like, basically like instantly I was just like, nope. And I turned right around. <laughs> and eventually going through that process um and you know I, I i removed it from the house i grabbed a little i don't remember what i did the first time i think i found a stick and i had it get onto the stick and then i walked it through the house and i brought it outside but um going through that process time and time again really got my nervous system okay with it rather than being so like scared right and that was the perfect that was a perfect metaphor for me because I like to find the learning lessons of, on life in general, just even in like the smallest of things, right? That was the perfect learning lesson of how something that can be so scary or uncomfortable or foreign to us can, in another sense of the word, whether that's days, hours, or weeks or years later, can be something that's completely normal. And that was... Uh, you know, going through that process and so many other similar processes really helped me to like just come into different parts of myself that I hadn't really been as familiar with or, or comfortable expressing. You know, I mean, I talk a lot about freedom, but I'm going through this 
I, I'm, I'm in the same class that, that I'm teaching in the sense that um, I, like my greatest teaching moments come from me being at my own edge. Um, and so whether it's with things like the Scorpions or whether it's with things like me hosting my first uh, paid retreat while I was out in Tulum, which was so magical and incredible. I'm just so grateful that that even got to happen. Um, but whether it's, whether it's things like that or, or anything else, um, I'd say one of the biggest lessons that, that Tulum taught me was just like, like to really, it showed me the magic of what happens when we lean into that discomfort of that thing that we haven't done before or aren't as familiar with or have a lot of insecurities around. Like I, uh, I hosted a retreat with one of my one-on-one -on -one clients. We spent like a, we had a three-day immersion together and during the night of, uh, of one of our more like deeply transformational days, a scorpion appeared in the house. And this wasn't just like a, you know, we had a really, really nice house right in the middle of the jungle, but scorpions just still came in and a scorpion came in. And I had told, I had told my client about some of these experiences with the scorpions and they expressed this interest to like really lean into it. And so in that moment, we were like sitting there on the ground looking at this scorpion, talking to it for like 15, 20 minutes, going through this whole, this whole process that was just like spur of the moment. But, you know, it, it's those really little details that I feel not everybody picks up on where we were starting to look at like, oh, why am I so scared of this scorpion? I'm afraid that I'm going to, that it, what, you're going to kill me? You're this tiny little scorpion. But then on the same, on the same token, they can kill us. And so then there's like this, this part of our ego that's like, oh, I just need to get it out of the house or I need to kill it. And, and then it's like looking at that part of ourselves where it's like, oh, the second we feel threatened, we want to just go in and it, it opens up so many doorways, the more we actually get to look at those things that are just a little bit like, like that don't really feel right, you know, wow. um, that's an interesting way of, like I said, I mean, me talking about Tulum could be a literally like a three hour journey. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of other stuff that I could touch on, but that's. I would say that metaphor of just the discomfort and leaning in and expansion and the growth that can happen from that was, yeah. was one of the most like encapsulating uh, stories that I feel I could share about that right now. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge. And I was actually just like thinking about that, like, wow. Um, it's true that when we are triggered by something that we feel is dangerous, like we're threatened um, I know that just being like a woman and growing up with girls um, high school, you know, anything that you fear or that you feel threatened by or that you feel makes you feel that insecurity, that lack of safety, emotionally, mentally, physically, um, spiritually, energetically, we tend to kill off. You know, we either get mad at it, yell at it, try to scare it away, or we try to kill it or we avoid, we run, like that would be me. Um, I don't even think I'd be brave enough to get a stick because then I'm thinking, well, what if it falls <laughs> up the stick and it gets me, you know? <laughs> so you're brave. <laughs> I would have been like, somebody, anybody else handle this. Um, but I, I do believe that that's part of like us finding more freedom and leaning, leaning in. And I feel like that's been a topic though, like in the past, two weeks that I've just even been having with myself. And even this morning I was like holding space for myself and just like releasing fear over just even like the future of the what nots and what ifs and what, mm -hmm. what happens if my future isn't what like I want it to be. Like, what if it doesn't happen? What if, what if I don't accomplish anything in my life? Like, what if I don't end up helping people? What if I live a miserable alone life? Like, what if this is it, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, dun, 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 like the sloth from the crudes. It's like the best, <laughs> Totally, it's the I'm... best sound for that, because it's like you feel the doom and you feel the fear of like my life is threatened yet. Nothing has happened necessarily, you know, in my case anyway. And that's just mm -hmm. the fear. That's just the threat is like, look, see nothing. And I know that I'm not the only one who's been feeling that and in transitioning into 2022, I know that that year is going to be a good year. I really feel like a lot of things are going to click into place for people. I feel like we're going to kind of almost like downshift into a new gear of love, of freedom, 
And so I really love that you shared that. Thank you so much for sharing that because it's so true. It's so true that we we are most of the time unwilling to sit with the uncomfortable. We either avoid, um, we demonize something, we make something evil or bad that is actually maybe beneficial for us to come face to face with, or mm -hmm. we smash <laughs> in, the, yeah. in your case, smash, kill, you know, kill it off before it becomes even more of a threat to us so mm -hmm. that we don't have to suffer and the avoidance of suffering, the avoidance of fear, of what we're afraid of is something yep. that I know and feel like I'm being called out into, you know, into that place. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's beautiful. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, well, and, and for the record, just in case there's any scorpions listening right now, yeah. um, I didn't kill any scorpions while I was yes. out there, which at least consciously, maybe I rode, rode one over on my scooter in a car at some point. But um, it's funny, as we were just like talking about the scorpion and everything here, I wanna, I wanna show you something. And for anyone listening, they're not gonna, they're not gonna see this, but um, I have, a scorpion that decided to give its life to me right before I left Tulum. Like literally about two days before leaving Tulum, I was um, I was at my friend's house, a house that we we, we all kind of shared. You know, I rented it out for a few retreats and stuff like that. And I was on the roof one morning doing my meditation and yoga and just getting my getting some sun in, you know, and there was this scorpion and just a side note, the scorpions go into like sinks and stuff because they crawl up through the drains. That's how, that's how they get into a lot of houses. They crawl up through the drains and there was a sink on the roof that was like a stainless steel sink with, it was basically like a box, you know, straight up and down walls, flat, flat floor. And a scorpion was just in there. And I was like, wait, what's happening? And it didn't, it wasn't moving and it was completely dead. And I realized it had crawled up through the drain and there was, you know, one of those like drain stoppers and it couldn't get back down past the drain stopper once it got up. And so it literally had died from the heat of just being under the hot sun in this, in this sink. And it was just there as this like solid creature. And so I actually keep this on my, on my altar now as a, wow. not just memory of Tulum, but just of the like constant just death and rebirth process that that I was in out there because um, just like you said about this year and next year like I feel it next year is going to be good and at the same time like like you know you and I were, were talking a little bit before we pressed record this year has honestly been as much as I've like you know done quote-unquote things you know people can look at the life that we live from the outside and be like oh that person's right. doing so much or whatever Right. Um, but this year has been one of the most challenging years of my life. Mm -hmm. um, full transparency, and I talk about this a lot. And uh, I think we talked about this on our first podcast. You know, like I've, I've, I've dealt with like suicidal thoughts for a lot of my life growing up. And we both have, yeah. Those, those thoughts, not the, not the actual thoughts of intentions and me wanting to follow through with it, but just that desire of feeling so stretched and on like stepping into so much uncertainty and being in so many uncomfortable situations mm -hmm. I've had I've had that desire to just kind of like get out of the human experience so many times this year and as I've been even like just thinking about us getting on this podcast I've been like you know my own shit comes up where I'm like oh who am I right now to talk about some of these things when I'm still growing so much and it's like well, who am I not? Because this concept is exactly the stuff that I've been talking about for years and the stuff that I support people with in the sense of when, when we're going through the challenging moments, they're there for a reason because of what we say we want, right? right? Like we wouldn't, even, we wouldn't even lean into that challenge and we could stay in our comfort zone. But if we want to grow, if we want to get into that different state of being not always about getting to a different place but if we just want to be living as a different person with different beliefs or a different way of seeing ourselves or the world or whatever it requires all of the stuff that might be holding us back from that to come to the surface so that we can look at it and either find a way around it 
or deal with it until we can find a way around it. Yep. You know, one of my, I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about the concept of manifestation. Um, It was actually one of my business coaches, uh, Zion Kim. I don't know if you're familiar with him or anyone listening, but he talks about how when we declare something, when we, when we say, all right, I'm going to manifest this thing. I'm going to manifest this partner, this new career, larger amount of money or moving to a new place, right? It's either one, going to happen, or two, all of our stuff that's been stopping us from that is going to come right to the surface and get us to look at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, this year has been super challenging. It's been super humbling. Um, at the beginning of the year, on right around New Year's, I do somewhat of like a New Year's just like recalibration, death and rebirth ceremony with myself every year. Um, I made a declaration that this year I was going to do a bunch of things. I was like, all right, I'm going to be showing up in this way. I'm going to make a whole bunch of things. I set a goal of making like $300,000 this year. Um, All of the goals that I set, I have not reached any of them. And that and the thing is that the all of my stuff that's been coming up is allowing me to work through that so that I can be a space for that because for me goal setting isn't about achieving the goals like if you achieve the goal great you know I I like to set goals from a place of unconditional self-love where it's like Mm -hmm. I don't make it mean anything about me if I don't reach that goal Right. right but all of the stuff that had been coming up for me that was stopping me from fully going into it Right, like, like I, I know I'm in a place, I, I don't say this from a, like a cocky space, but I know that I'm in a place where um, my message gets to, gets to reach lots of people, yeah. thousands of people, potentially tens and hundreds of thousands of people or more. And that might look like at a certain point, having my Instagram grow, that might look like, um, and, and, you know, part of, part of that process for me is like, like literally doing what we're doing now not just me creating content, but like getting on more podcasts and stuff. And every single time I go into some sort of thing that is like that up level for me, all of my stuff comes up that was holding me back. All of the imposter syndrome, all of the worthiness, all of the, oh, who am I to be doing this thing? Like I I got invited, literally my friend invited me to be a a speaker in her uh, online festival that she hosted a few weeks ago at the beginning of November. Um, The lineup of people that were also speaking at this online festival were people that I was like, I was like comparing myself to all of them. And so I was like thinking, oh my God, who am I to be here when you've got like fortune 500, whatever, and INC number one, such and such. And like literally people that I've actually hired as coaches were also on that lineup. And so I had all my stuff coming up and my friend wanted me to speak on, and this was literally her idea. It was, this wasn't my she was like, Eddie, you know, you're really good at speaking on uh, like this, this worthiness stuff. And so I want you to speak on healing the worthiness wound. And so of fucking course, all of my worthiness stuff is going to come up as I'm yeah. even like getting ready to be there. And, you know, it's just been by leaning in and saying yes, even in doing the things when I'm scared. Yeah, I, I could have I decided to cancel going into that online festival. I could have decided to cancel any of the the podcast that I've been on, or I could have decided not to post the things that I've posted or host my retreats or things like that. But, right. um, you know, it's just been in like by leaning in and just embracing that process. I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent. I don't remember where we even picked up on. No, it's last, so good. But... I love it. Um, I think you're right on the money with that because it, it is something that when you step into more, or you step into things that does bubble things up to the surface like that that is exactly what i've been going through as far as like being in transition and wondering um what am i meant to do what is my calling what is my purpose am i doing what i'm meant to do and then am i worthy of it am i worthy of the things that i dream of am i worthy of those goals of achieving those things um of even dreaming that dream you know that feels just a little too fairy ish lofty, too high, you know, too big. Um, I know you're not the only one and I'm not the only one who have felt that way um, and have been struggling with that. And I, I know that this past year, at least for me, it's been a huge year of transition, transitioning out of the old into the new. 
and every at every step being asked to you know release detach you know let go um unanchor you know cut the anchor bring the anchor up whatever it is right set sails into something new but that takes work it's not just something that just happens it's a process it's a journey and so i think like setting being setting goals and then being being aware that that is a process that is a journey that you are saying yes to like that intention mm -hmm. i think is everything like the intention of i just want to live my life as fearlessly as i can and i just want to live my life in a way that i am being honest and open and vulnerable with my process and my journey with the things that are coming up and i refuse to avoid it i refuse to run away I refuse to say no to things because I just don't believe I'm there yet. I'm going to say yes to everything that is in alignment, everything that, you know, presents itself as an opportunity. And I'm just going to be in that journey. I'm going to be involved in every part of the process is so important. Mm. Yeah. That's like, that's saying yes to yourself mm -hmm. and saying yes to the process. Because yes. a lot of people don't want the process. No, we just want the end goal. Real talk. Sometimes I don't want the process. No. Like when I'm when I'm deep in it, I'm like, what is actually going on? Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> I've seen straight up miracles happen in my life in so many different ways. And when I get into like the depths of the process, I'll still be out on those walks or going to sit in nature. And I'm just sitting there like, yo, God, universe, what the fuck is going on right now can mm -hmm. i swear on this podcast by the way totally yeah please say fuck <laughs> one of my one of my friends made a joke <laughs> where i did that and then i asked and he was like i love how you just said that and then asked if you could swear um but i'll literally be in that place of like what is actually going on like is this the process or am i doing something wrong yeah. am i am i am i completely fucking it up is is me desiring all of this stuff not possible even though i know all these other people that have found their own version of that is is me asking for the, the life and to express the things that are written on my soul is all of that too much to ask for mm -hmm. because none of it seems to be working is is usually my my ego's like first person perspective of things mm -hmm. and then it's like zooming out big picture understanding that that challenge and working through those things is yeah. eventually we we come to a space of completion whether that's after a day or a minute or whether that's after like four years eventually we tend to come to our own breakthroughs on the things that we put our intention on um working on yep so i i hear you so much like yes to the process i'm 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 right there with you literally i literally this morning in my meditation hand on heart, hand on solar plexus was like, can we just agree that if this isn't meant for me, that this dies? And that if this is meant for me, that you just help me to know to stay in the process because it's too painful to lean into something that it may not be meant for me, you know, or may not be some like yet ready for me. Like what if I'm not meant to proceed with this? What if I'm not meant to pursue this? What if I'm not meant to be in this process? What if this is not the direction I'm meant to go in? You know, because my fear is fucking up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my fear is relearning lessons that I'm so good at not relearning those. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I'm good. Like, I got it. Trust me. I got it. <laughs> I do not oh want to relearn that again. And so part of me fears that like, I'm, I'm initiating myself into that lesson to learn it again in a new <laughs> costume. And I'm like, please, no, please tell me that this isn't this. <laughs> I've been, being real. I've been, I've been, I've been kind of like, like, um, channeling a post lately, or just kind of like, incubating a lot of ideas come to me and i, I kind of let my subconscious mind sort out the details until i actually put it out um not from a place of perfectionism but from a place of just like really feeling complete so that i can give my fullness to things um and there's been two concepts that have been coming up that i'm going to post about probably later today um it, it's like the labyrinth 
Are you familiar with labyrinths? Mm-hmm. Right. Or, um, or like the final exam. And I'll use the final exam first of like, like being in school, you know, if, if you were in the US, at least your classes were structured this way. I know in different parts of the world, they structure the school different, but like, you know, September until like June would be basically like school. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, recognizing like the final exam, that's where you're going back to get quizzed on the things that you apparently learned in September. And you might've aced the test back then and done freaking amazing, or you might've not done that well and then retook the test and then done amazing or whatever. You might've got past it and you thought, all right, I'm done. On to the next chapter, right. on to the next lesson. Yeah. And then you keep going throughout the year. And then eventually at the end of the year or the end of the quarter or whatever, you know, however it's all structured, that final comes. And it's this cumulative thing where, where all of a sudden you're getting a question and it's from this thing that you learned so long ago and you, you in your head, you were like, yeah, I did that. But then all of a sudden you're presented with another opportunity and it's like, no. oh man, do I really know this? And it's, it's like those moments come up for, for me at least, like, mm-hmm. cause that, that's been coming up for me since I, since I got back from Tulum, I've had yeah. so many ups and downs when I talk about life being challenging it's not always a good kind of challenging sometimes right. it's the challenging that I really don't want right and like falling back into old patterns where like I rarely and I don't, I don't shame Netflix or anything like that but like I don't watch too many movies and when I got back from Tulum and I wasn't as like plugged in with my community that I was out there I was just like I had been spending so much time just binging Netflix. I watched the entire season of that, uh, of like Squid Game. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's like the biggest thing on Netflix right now. I watched the entire season in one night and like, it was fun. It was a good show. But at the same time, after that, I was just like, yo, what is actually going on? Like, I haven't done this in so long. Like, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, yeah, I'm past that. But it's like sometimes these things come up where it's just like, oh, this is actually an opportunity to, to look at this and work through it in a different way. What am I avoiding? What am I choosing not to look at by investing all of these waking hours or otherwise sleeping hours? Because I actually basically stayed up all night watching that. Hmm. What, am I, what am I avoiding by going into that? Yeah. And it's like these lessons will just, just come up. And, you know, it's the same concept with like the labyrinth where it's a labyrinth it's kind of like the circle and you start on the outside you're trying to get into the middle and there might be points where you're going around it in this maze-like fashion and you might think you're about to be at the center but then all of a sudden it takes you right back out to the outer edge and you, you might be thinking as you're going around that outer edge why am I so far from that outer edge I used to be so close to that other point mm-hmm. but little so do close, you know I must be going the wrong way exactly and then it's like little do you know that if you just keep going around that outer edge there's like a straight line to the center at a certain point and oh that's so that's, good Eddie <laughs> yeah like that these are the things that that help me like I'm speaking about the process from how I've gone through it and also speaking to myself for what I'm going through right now mm-hmm. like you're it, speaking to me it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's one conversation going on and it's for whoever's deciding to listen to this yeah that is so important because I know that I judge like every step every move every season every place I'm in I'm looking I'm examining I'm observing like how I feel about it if I have peace if if I'm feeling anxious if like you know, I've lost something or lost someone or, you know, like in the journey, like I over analyze probably to death every transitional period of my life. So this year I've just been like, <laughs> for those who aren't <laughs> listening, like I'm doing like goggles, like I have been just like taking things that you should be like looking long. I'm like short term examining and, and I felt, I felt very much like God, source, universe, my guides team. I just felt like at one point about mid-year, they were like, can you just chill and enjoy? Because this is a process, this is a journey and you're looking down where you are right now instead of looking up. And so I just felt like the call to like, look up, look at like the long perspective, like change your perspective 
and your your viewpoint you know just lift your eyes like don't be so worried or afraid that you're making wrong moves you're good and every time that i have done that i've seen the fact that like oh like i'm right there like if i continue going forward it's a straight shot you know when you just think like oh i'm fucking up like something's happening i'm going backwards basically you know is sometimes even though you're moving forward sometimes you feel like you're moving backwards in life um and i often also love the metaphor analogy whatever it is of the slingshot of a lot of times when we feel like we're being pulled back from something and being pulled back from whatever it is opportunity life that's actually just creating a lot of tension and momentum that's going to launch you forward into what is next and so that's uncomfortable that's a lot of it can feel very pressuring it can feel like failure it can feel like you're unworthy because you feel the fact that you're being pulled back but if we sit in that like you said your like original wonderful statement of if we if we lean back into that place and trust like your shirt for those who aren't watching says I trust you well that's a perfect t-shirt to wear for this conversation <laughs> mm -hmm. because when we just say I trust you I trust that you guide me I trust that I'm being guided I trust that I'm being protected I have nothing to fear I am surrounded I am not alone um, and mm -hmm. I can trust in this process. I can trust in this journey. I know that, you know, all things are going to work together for my good because I know my intention. And my intention is that I want to lean into every process. I want to do good, not only for myself, but for other people. And I want my life to mean something. I want to live my purpose. I want to accomplish and experience what I came here to accomplish an experience and that's if you're in business you don't have to be working you know as like a spiritual influencer or a teacher or a healer or a facilitator mm -hmm. um you know soul embodiment <laughs> you know mm -hmm. you don't have to be that you can literally be working in nine to five and have the same prayer have this say the same things and it mean the same thing because what you came here to experience and to do is just as relevant it doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing you know and so I, I love that. I love that lamp. Like that did something to me. I'm just going to be real. <laughs> that did something to me, Eddie. Thank you. <laughs> mm. so I was like, Ooh. Yeah, thank you. And a quick, quick shout out to Virginia Salas Castillo. Um, this, this, I trust you shirt. Um, it's part of, uh, she has a company called humans. I trust or her company's actually, I trust you, but humans. I trust is the, uh, the masterminds and workshops and programs that we put together and, um circling back in the combo even like I connected with her I had been to one of their events back in Los Angeles but I didn't connect with her then we were like kind of connected online been shooting some videos back and forth but um there was a day like a week and a half after I got to Tulum where I was at this party and feeling some of that like social anxiety where like I had been invited by one person that I kind of knew that I had met through somebody that I did know and so I, I didn't know very many people at the party and didn't really get the vibe. And so I eventually went, it was on the roof and I went downstairs and I, I was like, kind of just like meditating for a little bit. I literally sat on the couch meditating while a few other people were around. And I was like thinking about like, okay, do I leave? Do I stay? What do I do? And eventually I opened up my eyes, just like open to whatever experience I was about to have. And Virginia was like, literally like sitting right across from me, looking at me. And we made eye contact for a sec. And we were each just kind of like, wait, I know you, but we didn't like fully, we hadn't like stayed in touch too much beyond the event that I went to of hers. Um, but you know, this is the perfect example where, like you said, the universe has got you, like it's got you through the people that it brings into your life. Yes. Like I am not God and I am God. Like we are all pieces. We are all working with that for each other. Mm -hmm. Like you are a blessing to me just as much as I may be a blessing to you. Like you just said, thank you for what I shared. Like I'm enjoying this conversation just as much, you know? And, and um, yeah, so I just wanted to give a quick shout out to her and, and yeah, to speak to that. I mean, there's so much, all of these things are just so relevant. And like I said, this is so nourishing for me to even just talk about this too. Cause I know that I, I, I shouldn't say I know, but I, I can feel that 
that more people than just you and me are resonating with this right oh, now. Totally. Oh, and totally. it's, and just to introduce one more metaphor, I'm sure there's going to be more, but just another metaphor. I mean, have you heard of like uh, the, the Chinese bamboo tree and how, how bamboo trees grow? I've heard some, but probably not where you're going to share. <laughs> so, so basically it's, it's this concept where, you know, you can water, let's say you get a bamboo tree and you get like a, a fern or something like that. You plant them both in the ground and you start to water them and they're each, they each start as these seeds and over, I, I'm just completely making this first part up. Let's say over like six months, the fern starts to sprout out of the ground and it grows into this giant fern and it's huge, right? huge compared to the little seed that the bamboo tree is and you keep watering the bamboo tree and it, it literally doesn't do anything for the first like four or five years of its life it wow. stays in this dormant state where you keep watering it you keep giving it sunlight you give it its nice soil you've got it in its atmosphere you're doing this stuff to it every single day and nothing is happening and it might be easy to compare that bamboo seed to the seed of the fern you planted next to it and be like, wow, well, the, the fern just sprouted up. Look at that. But little do you know that that bamboo seed has been growing. It just doesn't look like it. And it's been growing these, it started to grow roots. And it's been in this sort of like hibernation incubation space where all of a sudden one day you see this little tiny like sprout pop out of the ground. And within six months, or something like that. Like I said, I'm not I'm not a biologist, so I can't tell you the exact like amount here. But within something like six months, that thing goes up to like a hundred feet tall. It's got its leaves. It's it's all this stuff. Where wow. it, and so it's like, did it grow in six months, or did it grow in like five years? Because even though it didn't look like it in that first that first part where not much was happening, it was all of that was necessary, mm -hmm. and. You know, that's the space that I feel a lot of us are in. I mean, you know, my, I, I used to call my program metamorphosis. I'm kind of reworking some of my one-on-one -on -one and group offerings right now, but um, I used to call it metamorphosis. And it's not that we go through the caterpillar to butterfly process once. We go through that time and time and time and time again, as many times as we want, as many times as we need as, that, as the, the process of life and growth and evolution. And that's what I think of with that bamboo seed, that bam bamboo example, where it's like, maybe I'll be sitting here trying to do something for so long and I'll be doing everything that I can. I'll be putting myself in the soil and giving myself water and sunlight and all of that. But then sometimes it might not look like I'm actually growing. But then that's when I start to get really curious. And I'm like, what if I, is that true though? Am I actually going backwards? Am I actually not growing from this? Because all it takes is just a moment and everything can change. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it clicks together. Like you said, the slingshot, the further we get back, the second you let go from that, you're soaring. All right, I'm done with the metaphors for now. But um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's so good because I know that too. Like, I don't want to take for granted any moments that I've been in that incubation or in that growth period, but with no recognition or nothing to show for it. You know, like I want to be grateful and thankful for that time, because if if I had shot up or forced something to happen, right, like I'm going to make this happen because this hasn't happened yet. I'm going to make this happen. That's a lot of times when we end up feeling a lot of regret. No, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like, oh, shoot, well, life just gets really humbling with yeah what it shows us it can do yeah like where we realize like hmm maybe maybe that wasn't the person i was meant to be with maybe maybe that wasn't the career choice that i actually really truly wanted it just was what came available first available and it sounded like a great opportunity with lots of money but yet mm -hmm. i'm miserable you know mm -hmm. it can come in so many different ways and so I don't think that that is wasted. I think everything that we experience helps us in our journey. And so that there's no, there's no actual like judgment or criticism, you know, about our journey, even when maybe we forced it to happen or, you know, entered something that maybe wasn't fully in alignment or for our highest good and benefit. 
I think things still work out for our good, especially when our intention is to be in the process and to learn the lessons. But like I was telling you, I'm like, <laughs> I'm sitting over here like, I'm good. Like, I don't want to learn that again. <laughs> so please <laughs> let me know mm -hmm. if this is it. Because I will yep. totally do whatever. I will go wherever. I will, yeah. I do not want, I do not want to go through that again. Um, but if it's meant for me to go through again, like, then I have to be cool with that because that mm -hmm. may be part of the process of me going through the labyrinth or being pulled back into the slingshot. I may have to, you know, experience some things again that are either just not pleasant or what feel not necessarily in alignment, but Part of that is just to help you to really know when you move forward. And then when whatever happens, happens for you, then you really, really know it's the right timing because it wouldn't have happened otherwise if you had not been a part of your process and intentionally, um, intentionally in it. You know, if we avoid things, then we're, we're not as present. We're not as aware or conscious of what's happening. And so I think just the intention of like, I want to learn more. I want to know more about God, about myself, about, you know, life, <laughs> just even just what is life? What is this density? What is this experience? Why am I here? Why did I come here? I think all of those are good things to discover and to connect with. Um, I love that you facilitate freedom because I know that that's something that everyone needs at all times, you know, at every point of your life. Um, in what ways in this past year have you felt like you've stepped more into freedom and how did you do that? Mm. It lights me up even just thinking about that. Um... So one of my favorite examples of this was something that I hosted a couple of times while I was in Tulum and I called it share your magic and the essence I've, I've had this reflected to me by a few people. Obviously this is always a changing, changing description, but, but someone, someone was like, Hey, Eddie, the essence of who you are is wanting to just like bring out the fullness of everybody around you and be in that, that, that cosmic dance, that celebration of everybody fully being themselves, right? Because you, you know how it feels to, or a lot of people know how it feels to feel like kind of constricted and like they're not really expressing the fullness of who they are versus actually doing their thing for the sake of doing their thing. And I hosted this thing called um, Share Your Magic, which, oh, oh my God, so good. I'm I'm looking forward to more of these things. I mean, just just like, I wish I could tell you when the next one is coming up, but there, all of the in-person experiences and immersions and stuff that I do are done um, very just like intuitively. I wouldn't say there's like a set schedule where it's like every three months I'm doing this thing. Um, but we did this thing where it was, it was on a Sunday, it was 8-8, it was eight, eight, you know, uh, August 8th. And so it was kind of a special day in the community with the people that I surround myself with. And I had my immersion with one of my one-on-one -on -one clients coming up for the next three days after that. And so I wanted to plan this event. My friends, actually Virginia said that I could use her incredible house out in the middle of the jungle for it, um, which was actually the space that I was renting out for my retreat too. But um, we, 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 I had got the green light to put together an event. But I was also sitting with, because I've produced a lot of different events, like like big, when I lived in Los Angeles, we've hosted like one, 200 plus person parties and brought in, you know, musicians and organized like food and all that other stuff. Yeah. Producing an event is a lot of work for anybody that's, that's, yes. that's even if even just hosting a few friends at your house for a potluck can be a lot of work, yeah. but like yeah. full on producing an event takes takes a lot of work that I felt I didn't really have at that moment to put into a whole event given that I had a three-day immersion that I was investing most of my energy into and so I was like okay what if what would this look like if it was easy I started to play with that question because my word of this year was ease 
where it's like, mm -hmm. how can I make this easy? All of the things that I might see as hard, how can I just simplify it and view it from the lens that doesn't make it seem like this giant thing? Right. And I sent out this invitation. Um, and I mean, facilitating and curating experiences has been a, a thing in my life for years. Even when I was back in like high school and college, I would literally be like hosting parties and stuff like that, that were more than just your typical party. And um, I set the intention of making something that was completely co-created by the people that were there mm -hmm. so that we didn't have to worry about schedule, so that we didn't have to worry about like one person being responsible for everything. Because that's my other thing when I'm like, when I'm hosting an event, sometimes it's like, oh, people are always coming to me with the question of like, hey, can, what, can we get the garbage taken out? Or where's this thing? Or what's this? Or can I do this? Or like a whole bunch of questions, right? And so I sent out the invitation from, and I, you know, I wrote it up with this energy too, but from this place of co-creation where it's, hey, if you are coming, you are invited to be a co-creator in this process just as much as anybody else here. Obviously, there are a couple of people that are helping to bring it together, but there's no set schedule aside from doors open at this time. We're having an opening ceremony at this time and it ends. Well, actually, we didn't really have it end. A lot of people ended up sleeping over and it went it went until like two or three in the morning. But um, we it, it one that was just really easy for me. And two, after this sort of like opening ceremony, because, you know, it wasn't quite just like having a bunch of people over for a party where a bunch of things happen and there's a whole bunch of different pockets of people it was like we started out in this circle and there came a point after we kind of set the container we had some cacao and did a little cacao ceremony and set our intentions and did some shares um where I remember literally having the microphone and I was like okay guys so what's next and I put it down and that was such a special moment for me um, to witness such a magical moment to witness because it wasn't like we had this whole plan that we need to stick to and it, what's happening if this thing goes longer it was literally like we have space what do we want to do and all of us after maybe like I don't know five ten seconds like it was it was kind of like this like really anticipatory silence for a little bit and eventually this one girl raised her hand and she's like I've got this exercise I would love to guide us in for the start of this and so she brings us into this whole this whole little thing and then all of a sudden someone else raises their hand she's like I want to do this like vocal activation and then literally like for the next like probably two hours we went from that to dancing to you know I remember I remember just like kind of taking a little snapshot with my mind then all of a sudden like everybody's in this like massage train and the people have got the microphones and they're doing like a freestyle poetry spoken word and like all of a sudden then people are bringing out dinner and like I don't even know who brought food but someone's made, someone just made curry and they're bringing out bowls for everybody. Like, like such freaking magic was happening. And that's really the essence of, of what I see as that, that freedom where it's like, everybody has permission. They weren't required. It wasn't like everybody that came, you need to lead something, but it was like, Hey, if nothing gets led, this experience isn't like, if nobody brings food, we're not having food. You know, I, now actually I, I did spend a good amount of money on food for that, but it's like, I didn't buy food just with dinner in mind. I just bought some like fruit and cacao and stuff, but it was this space where people had the freedom to do things. Like one of my friends that came, she, before we did our opening ceremony, she came and talked to me on the roof for a little bit. And she was like, Hey, I've got this thing that I want to share, but I'm really freaking nervous about it. I don't know what people are going to think. My fear of being judged is coming up. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I've never tried this before. Like, what am I? And, and you know, we kind of worked through that. We kind of went into just a, you know, kind of coaching session on the roof there. And I didn't tell her that she needs to lead a workshop. It's, of course, her decision if she wants to. But we dove into the root and recognized that, hey, maybe leading it would help you break through that. And when she led that during our, during our experience, it was so liberating for her. You could see it and you could see it on her and everybody else was enjoying it so much. And that's the essence of um, just like share your magic and just like that true freedom with, with everything that I do. Everything that I do is kind of from that lens where it's like you sharing the fullness of who you are is best for everyone. Whether that is through a workshop or a song or your like artistic creation 
or even if that's through feedback or, or speaking your truth, right? Like some of the examples I've, I've used of this, one of this, this was a really good one. It was my friend's birthday party one day and we spent the whole day together and we went out to dinner and did the whole adventure during the day. And we ended up at one of our friend's houses at night. And we were about to do this, some sort of thing for him. I don't remember what it was, but I remember I was feeling very drained in that moment. And I felt like there was kind of this energy in my head of like, oh, I, if, if I'm here, I need to be showing up for him. It's his birthday. It's all about him. Mm -hmm. And I remember voicing, this was super uncomfortable for me, but I remember voicing. I was like, hey guys, like, just so you know, I've, I've kind of been going back and forth in my head for a little bit here. And like, I'm not feeling like I have energy to really show up fully for, you know, whatever it was that we're about to do. And I was like, you know, I'm thinking I might just want to leave, or I at least wanted to voice that to see if we could do something else. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like looking at me and they're like, how can we support you? And I was like, well, you know, it would actually be really nice to like receive a massage right now. I feel like I've just had a long day and Da, 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 da. And so all of a sudden, we went from about to do this thing for birthday boy to everybody giving me a massage. We had like 10 people there. I was getting a nine of them were using both of their hands giving me a massage. I was getting an 18 hand massage. I don't know if you've ever had one of those, but it feels nope. freaking incredible. <laughs> Highly recommend it. I think every human in the world should get to experience this. Um, one of the other friends was then like playing music. Some of them were like singing and it was just like this blissful, incredible moment for me. And coming out of that, not only did I feel better, but that also set a idea in motion for everybody else there where the next thing, you know, birthday boy raises his hand. He's like, yo, I want that. I want that. And so everybody's then going into that. And when I came out of that, I was no longer in this like energetically depleted place I had allowed myself to receive and all of a sudden I'm feeling inspired to go give him a shoulder massage. Whereas before I didn't really want to. And so like, that's another one of those examples of like freedom, right? I spoke my truth in that moment and it created such, such a magical ripple within everything. And so that's, that's really the underlying essence with, with everything that I do, where whatever's best for you, you expressing yourself, you owning your truth, you saying yes when it's a fuck yes and you saying no when it's anything but that that is what creates the most incredible environment for yourself for everybody else for the world the earth all of it man it's like I'm a just new you can tell I'm, i get honesty. i get yeah, and I, I get so lit up diving into the, all the specifics of this. Obviously, like this is work that I go super deep into. This is mm -hmm. the, if you look at the common threads with anything I do or the depths of where I go in my, my coaching programs with people, like this is really the most basic form of just mm -hmm. expressing the fullness of your truth, of your desires, of your boundaries, of, of all of it. Because mm -hmm. you know what I would have done? I would have stayed silent feeling like me saying something is so selfish. This is, yes. that's making it about me. Mm -hmm. Like my issue or what I'm dealing with right now. And I would, I would silence myself and not tell a soul. Yeah. And so how many, like how many really times, brave. just, just curious, like how many times do you think that you've done that before? Every single time. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually said it. <laughs> and, and that was me too wow and, and maybe even days that I am being celebrated you know like it's a birthday or something else you know I, I think yeah. even when it's about me I deflect for whatever reason so that's really interesting like that really inspires me to stop doing that and to just be mm. honest that's really, really good. I'm sure I'm not alone because I am that person that is so preferring, so giving, but I even have like uh, neighbors that live below me and continually they tell me you are the hardest person to give anything to because I give it right back. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm like, ooh, that's like part of the divine feminine is receiving. What is wrong with me? Why can't I receive even like the simplest thing like 
free crepes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, oh, let me pay you for this. Instead. Yeah, I literally <laughs> grabbed all my avocados off my counter. I was like, here. <laughs> she was like, Whitney, just receive, yeah. just enjoy. I was like, okay, you don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's true. I know I'm not alone in that. And I think that's a whole nother level of freedom too, because especially when it's in a safe place, like I'm sure that group of people knew you and and you knew them at least most of them or maybe one or two of them um so you felt vulnerable like safe enough to be vulnerable open and honest knowing you would have you would be received you know at least by a few people maybe you weren't expecting everybody but you knew at least the people that knew you would at least receive you where you're at right now and I, yeah. I feel like that is something that we jip each other from, like the opportunity to then love on you, you know, and then the opportunity for you to receive that love. If we're not open and honest and we just kind of do things out of obligation and because yeah. it's it's what we think is the right thing to do, then we really miss out on that exchange. And I think that's yeah. something we need to step more into because it there, that connection, that moment, is so important and then everybody you know birthday boy was like me next and then you know i'm sure some other people got some massage too some love literally everybody like yeah. that that's what the night turned into it was that with music and like then eventually it kind of people just went home like that was the magic <laughs> and so you cool. know you you really aren't alone. And I, I, I say that because that was me for a long time. I share that story as if it's just how I operate in my daily life. And it is like now it is, but for a very long time, it was not. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like I could, you know, I would have felt I had felt that same obligation to be showing up when I didn't want to show up. Not like when it wasn't like ideal for me to show up, but when I actually had needs that I was putting below whatever thing I felt I took priority and it has been it was uncomfortable for me to speak my truth in that moment like there's a lot of ways that I that I navigate conversation now that would have at one point been super scary just like right the um the scorpion analogy we were using earlier there's a lot of things that I'll say to people as feedback or things that I'll ask for that at one point I would have felt very scared to ask for or very unworthy of asking for but there's still that edge for me that I will lean into every single time where it's like I don't know what's going to happen I don't know how I'm going to be received sharing this but I've, I've just learned that it feels so good for me to share it regardless of the outcome like even if none of them wanted to give me a massage I would have probably just left or maybe gone and taken some time for myself in the rest of the house or something but I just needed to express that and honor that desire within me otherwise it creates this then resentment yeah. and then all of a sudden we're like four hours into this thing that we've been hating the entire process of and we're like damn i wish i didn't have to do this where it's like yo you actually don't have to do this but you're making yourself have to do it because of what you think it's going to mean if you don't like you know like i didn't make it mean that i didn't like my friend or didn't want to celebrate his birthday because i wanted to express that i was just like hey i don't have energy for that right now mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that but and dishonoring yourself means you dishonor everyone there honoring yourself meaning means that you honor everyone there so it's yep. so important for us to honor our energy and honor ourselves because that means that we're honoring the people that we're around mm -hmm. Amen to that. Literally. Yeah. Dang. Mic drop on that. That's so good. <laughs> so good, Eddie. Um, oh, man. I have so many other questions, but I'm trying to figure out which way to go because there's so much here. Um, with transformation, we know it's a process. What are, what are some ways that we can set ourselves up to be present, to continue on the journey of transformation, even when it's hard, even when we may not know like directionally where we're going? What are some of those things that you help people with when they're on that journey of becoming, of stepping into? Celebrating. 
celebrating the journey like at, a, at the very core essence of it celebrating the fact that we are even alive and get to go through the journey the fact that we could have been dead the fact that we could have not been born if our parents decided to have sex like five minutes later or two days later or something like like there's a there's a bunch of semen that goes trying to get to that egg the fact that I'm here is is the like, what are the fucking odds of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it just comes down, at least for me, and, and this this has been the practice. Like I said, I still have hard days. I still have days that I'm not in the practice of this in every single moment. But this is the thing that helps me shift out of it. And how as soon as I can bring this in, sometimes I bring it in right away, and I'm able to get out five minutes later. Sometimes parts of me want to stay in that cycle for. A few days or weeks before I start to come out of it and some it used to be longer but really coming into this place of gratitude for everything that is here everything that that the fact that we're alive shows that we've we've always been able to find a place to sleep we've had food to eat even if we have slept on the streets for a night or two or more or even if we've gone days without eating if you're here right now you've got your needs met if you're able to listen to this podcast you're watching on a YouTube on your computer or you're listening on a phone or something like that, you've got more than what you really, what you actually need. And it can be very easy for, I'm, I'm kind of going a little bit longer into the, this question, but it can be very easy for, for me at least. I'm only gonna speak for myself. Um, to go into this place of like seeing all these other people and and thinking about what's possible and just wishing that I was there. And that mindset, though it may help growth to an extent, it continues to just push the carrot on a stick further and further away Mm -hmm. where heaven is always over there. Nope, right now sucks. This is what needs to be different in my life. And that is... That is like a diseased way of thinking in my perspective when I catch myself doing that. Because no matter where I go, there's always going to be a new goal. There's always going to be something in my life that's challenging that I wish I could break through. There's always going to be some sort of area that could be better. But my practice has been in just celebrating the journey. And, And sometimes it takes some really humbling moments. Like I said, at the very core of it is just the fact that we are even conscious. Yeah. The fact that we even have life, the fact that I have hands and legs, or even if you don't have legs, you know, I've got a friend who's, who's been paralyzed since, since she was uh, like in like late high school or something like that. She's, she's much older than me. I think she's probably like 50 or 60, but every time I'm with her, every time that she speaks, she is so grateful for all of that. And so as much as she's not dancing in the same way that all of us are dancing, like she's able to find gratitude for not having legs. She's able to find gratitude for being disabled and not being able to speak in the same way that everybody else speaks because her brain can't form words in the same way, but she's still conscious. There's still a human in there. There's still a soul in there. And she's a good example of just finding that gratitude. Yeah. And I'll even circle back to this really quick. When I, when I went out to Tulum, Uh, Like I said, those first three months, I was living out in the jungle and coming from the U.S. where even in poverty within the U.S., we have a much higher standard of living than anywhere else in the world with like when it comes to like third world countries and stuff. And as much as Tulum was a fairly um, it was kind of like a first first world eyes. I don't know if that's a good word, but Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's been more developed than like the rest of Mexico. Right. However, the locals out there haven't necessarily, been, their, their living conditions haven't been as developed. It's very like, it caters to the Western type of world, but minimum wage is still what minimum wage is in Mexico. And there's people that are living on the equivalent of 300 US dollars a month. And as much as that's minimum wage for them, the standard of living is so much lower. There's people that sleep like the house that I was living in, this was a huge wake up call for me because the house I was, I was living in for those, those first few months there, I caught myself in a lot of moments being like, oh, I just wish that I was closer to town. I just wish that I had air conditioning. Like we didn't have air conditioning. 
I, my door had a mosquito net that had holes in it. So I was getting bitten up by bugs in the middle of the night and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like it was not what I would, it was probably the lowest quote unquote standard of living that I've ever had before. Mm-hmm. And I caught myself at so many times, not being grateful for it and just wishing I was somewhere else. But then literally there was a, there was a guy that worked on the property where this, where this kind of bungalow house was that I was living in. And this guy that worked on the property and cleaned it all up, it was him, his wife, and their, their child, who was probably like two or three. They, they were always carrying him around, maybe less than two. Um, they lived in a house, the three of them, that was less than half the size of the place that I had for myself that I was saying to the universe was not enough. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those really humbling moments of just seeing how it's, it's, it's all perspective. It's all perspective on like, when I was like, oh, I just, this isn't enough. Like, yeah, that was the, the lowest standard of living I'd ever experienced. But at the same time, that wasn't like the lowest that it goes. And none of that, just to preface all of it, like none of that's even relevant to happiness. Like I've seen, I saw kids going down rusty slides at playgrounds with half the equipment broken or rusty with like exposed metal you can cut yourself on and so yeah there was that but these kids were the happiest they were experiencing the same level of joy that anybody else would experience and so that's really what I just want to like wrap that up and I know that was a longer explanation than your simple kind of question but really just finding gratitude and celebration for the fact that we are even having the opportunity to be on a journey Mm -hmm. and finding ways to just lean in and bring as bring love into that process Mm -hmm. celebrating all the moments right celebrating Mm -hmm. the fact hey i'm still in it (laughs) Mm -hmm. this sucks really bad but i'm still in it yep this hurts, but I'm I'm not avoiding. I'm in it. I'm looking at it, even though it yep. really sucks or really hurts or it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Celebrating all those little moments. That's so good. Eddie, God, we could go on for another hour or two. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your heart with us. And I just want to honor you and honor um the man that you are, the person that you are, because you just carry, you carry so much around freedom and it's such a blessing to have you on this podcast again. So thank you. I hope to have you back on too. And especially when everything is, is all like up and going and you can share that with, with the community and, um, cause we want to partner with you in that and, um, and enjoy, enjoy the spoils of your hard work and, um, the labor of love, you know, that, you're you're in right now in the creative process so thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for sharing your heart and your wisdom and your journey because i know this is so relevant for so many people and so many people have gone through similar things or in it right now and this is probably exactly what they needed to hear so thank you so much you're so welcome i've enjoyed this conversation so much as well thank you for thank you for having me back